peace, prosperity, salutation. Grand Rising and Black Power Family. We back again. This is like take 47. But you know, sometimes sometimes the 47th try is the right try. So, um... <laughs> today, family, we still continuing on this MK Ultra stuff. Because in my time off, I delved deeper into the subject. I learned more about it. Um in relation to everything it, 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 it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy like I don't know man it affects everybody's life but nobody seems to notice like not many people at least like it's very few like there's probably bare people spreading bullshit information about nonsense but it was formulated to be a weapon finally I don't know if you know this, but the CIA has always had a, a bunch of crazy weapons. They got a heart attack gun. That um, There's a couple chemicals. I learned of one yesterday that mimic a heart attack. One of them is illegal, so it's hard to get. And the other one... Oh, unless it, yeah, unless it's under a certain situation. And the other one... Eh, it, it's so-so. But um, basically, when you die and the person... The medical doctor, the what do you what do you call it? Not medical doctor, the ME, medical examiner. I wanted to be a medical examiner. Hold on, let me tell my friend. Up. I used to want to be a medical examiner. I still do. I want to be a coroner. But I want to fly. I really want to fly, family. I really, really want to fly. I want to see these bitch ass chemtrail pilots while I'm flying my plane with passengers. <laughs> no, seriously. Um. Where was I going with this? Um, sorry. I'm eating a little bit too, so... Sometimes I get too focused on eating, and then I lose track of my thought. Yeah. Sometimes my multitasking is not up to par. But 9-11 is going to be a huge part, right? Because... The world is a stage, the sky is their screen, okay? In the new Spider-Man movie, which I bought just for um, seeing the MK Ultra live, okay? Project Blue Beam live. Project Blue Beam is a sub-project of MK Ultra Because it has to do with mind control. But it has to do with, like, not necessarily holograms. I guess you could call them holograms. In layman's terms. But it's way more fucking complex than holograms. That's why I, I said, I guess you could say that. You know what I mean? Layman's terms, right? So basically what happened in the movie was... And this is related to real life too. I watched something yesterday, even with M.K. But I'm not going to get off track, track. What happened was this guy, Mysterio, right? Uh, we've always known him to be a master magician, master illusionist, right? Um, I'm not... I think, you know, it probably comes from some African legend that, you know... Stanley or whoever made this shit was quote-unquote inspired from, but, you know, really just stole it. Because the whole Marvel Universe is based off of powers that are in our African stories, but we're not going to go into that. What happened in the movie was Spider-Man was seeing things. He was seeing things the whole time, okay? The whole movie was based on illusion because not even Nick Fury was there. The man was a fucking scroll, a shapeshifter, okay? Notice how they put shapeshifters 
in movies, okay? And I told you reptilians are shapeshifters, okay? The, the, those are our real shapeshifters that we have to deal with. In the movie world, it's scrolls, scrolls, super scrolls. That's what they call them, either of those terms. Um, these pussies are motherfucking shapeshifters, okay? Green aliens, reptilians, green aliens, okay? That shapeshift, that come from another uh, solar system. Not solar system? Well, no, it might be in our solar system, but from another galaxy system, basically, right? Which is still them, because they come from the, the fucking... Dra- Probably the, the, the draconian constellation, because that makes the most sense. Based off of fucking the name and where it leads to. Um, but what going back to the movie, it's important because, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I got to rewatch it. But um, when Spider-Man was fighting him at the, near the end, okay? And he was seeing, um, he was fighting himself, okay? He was fighting himself and the guy was controlling it, okay? What that is symbolic to is we're fighting our self-hate, right? Deep-seated. It's deep-seated. We're fighting our self-hate, right? And it, it was only activated because he was trying to do something and some other force was trying to stop him from doing that, right? So he was fighting himself, all types of weird memories, right? And... Like, I don't know, it, 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 they made it seem like it was a bad dream, but I knew for a fact that this was huge, huge, massive mind control. This shit made a billion dollars. This shit doesn't make a billion dollars for no reason. Um, but, hold up, let me go, let me go back in my notes. I don't, I don't want to miss a beat. I don't want to miss a beat. I do not want to miss a beat. He had a crew behind him the whole time, okay? He had a crew behind him the whole time that was in control of in control of the holograms, okay? They're in control of the programming that Mysterio gets to put out that Spider-Man sees. So think about it like you have a remote in your hand. There's a projector in the sky, and then... The sky is the projector, okay? Remote in your hand, the sky is the projector, and then the images that people see, whether it's 9-11 or it's this movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, okay? Um, Hold on. And the way he fought this, the way he fought this was important. The man thought he was seeing things the whole... Like, he thought what he was thinking was real the whole time. There was these robots... It was connected to a satellite, okay? Notice how it's connected to a satellite, okay? The fact that this movie was even made, family, just watch it. The fact that this movie was even made the way it was tells you that the government is at least 100, 200, maybe more, probably more. Don't put anything past these bitches. Don't think that they're stupid just because, you know, you drink fluoride or you used to drink fluoride and you used to eat meat and you used to do things that, you know, lower your vibration. These people have been... You know, they they were, you know, they're born into this shit, right? And they're raised, you know, looking at this plan and how to, you know, um, what do you call it? Expand what the hell they're doing. Expand the agenda, right? But 
it was connected to, I, I forget what its name was. Ba basically think of it like Siri. Okay. See, he makes him. Man, this shit is fucked up. This shit is fucked up. Hold up. I want to go to the part where he solved it because this shit was. So he went. He went in blind. He went in blind because it somehow fed off of his emotions, right? But to me, that reminds me of these so-called 5G towers, or the towers that are already out, they put... It's psychotronic warfare, okay? So look up psychotronic warfare. They put signals into your body to get you to do something. So they can basically remote, remotely make you a Manchurian candidate. From... And it makes sense because I walked through um, a bunch of these... I walked through a bunch of these towers... And I could just, I had my, some crystals on me, but I could still just feel the radiation. And then my thoughts, I could feel them like, you know, shifting away from my control, if that makes sense. Um, but these things clearly are natural, right? And I, I read a report. I read the real report. I, you know, I saw um, before they, they, they cut... Before they put out the news, they put out on September 11, 2001, okay? Before they did that, I watched a news report. I watched a real... It was from CNN or NBC. It was the, it was the white man's own platform, family, okay? And the, there was um, bare people. Some of them were, like, you know, professionals, like, you know, firefighters and, you know, whoever, what kind of, whatever kind of experts they had. And they said, oh, um, I, I heard... There were uh, also witnesses, like regular people just going by. Oh, I heard bombs. I heard explosions, right? They said they heard bombs. They heard explosions. One person said they didn't see no, they didn't see no plane. They just heard explosions. Not even one person. A few people said that, okay? It was in a video. I, it was in my old profile, and IG deleted my own profile. Old profile, so I don't have the video no more. But... I remember what the video was because it was so shocking to me. I already knew it was fake, but it's like, I don't know. Sometimes the illusion is so strong, family, that you want to cave in. Not want to cave in, but it, the illusion makes you, like, lower your guard down or, like, you know, like, uh, weaken your, um, the you know, your uh, non-physical defenses, basically, so that you would cave in consciously or unconsciously to the programming. Um, but these people said there was no plane. And it makes sense because they, they, the, the, what, the official story is that what, there's two planes? Two planes. The official story is that there's two buildings here. They don't, they don't even mention Building 7. And the reason that they don't mention it is because if you go on you know, YouTube and type Building 7, you'll see the most obvious sign of a controlled demolition. Right? And... I'm going to play... I'm going to make this the two-hour special. I'm going to play a David Icke video where he talks about 9-11. Uh, he wrote a book about it, right? I'm, I'm going to write a book about the CIA 
um, after that, I'm going to do probably my own book of some sort. I'm going to write basically books about true events. So, you know, uh, you know, they'll, you know, do what they can, you know, obviously, because, you know, they got to hold up the fucking uh, matrix, right? You you, you got to remember, family, the, real life is the Matrix movie. Like, this, Spider-Man Far From Home, is parallel to our world because it's exactly what they're doing. But the Matrix is real. So when the agents jump through different people's bodies, that is cognitive dissonance jumping through different people's bodies. The spirit of hate, if you want to call it that. But cognitive dissonance. That, oh, you know, that Jesus bullshit or whatever MK Ultra programming. Religion is just... Not only a huge cult, but it's massive MK Ultra on the population. They got files in the Vatican. The CIA obviously sent their files to the Vatican, but the the files in the Vatican that contain doc uh shit talking about um well obviously if you go there you'll find out that they made all religion and that the Pope, you know, just assigns different people to oppress different groups of black people in the world through religion that he picks these people to go there and so-called rule these places like you know the fake saudi royal family that's really just sabbatean frankist they're just converters right and david ike will talk about that but it's it's uh it's it's fascinating because you can look up all these things that you do the full extensive research family that you know young pharaoh general said he uh teach um, and you'll find out some shit. You'll find out some shit. This shit, most of it's not a secret. Like, you know, when you get deeper, yeah, you'll, you'll cut into some secrets. You'll cut into some, you know, whatever. You won't find information because it's classified or things like that. Um, but it's real. How do you know what's real? What is real, family? Is real things that you can, you know, taste, touch, think real. We constitute real as, um, we constitute real as, uh, what do you call it? Things that we experience through our five senses or six, right? So by that definition, Real is just electrical signals interpreted by the brain, right? How do you, how would you know? Listen to me. I'm not even trying to quote Morpheus. I'm really asking. How would you know if you were uh, in a dream and you couldn't get out? I've had a dream where I couldn't get out before. It was fucked up, man. I was like, what the fuck? I should be waking up now. And I felt trapped. I looked up and it was darkness. And I felt trapped. I was like, what the fuck? This happened when I was a kid. But anyhow, uh, and you and you couldn't get up. How do you know the difference between the dreaming world and the waking world? You don't. That's kind of the hidden answer. But also, we got to remember that so much of this is an illusion. So much so for us. Um, you know, like... Music affects us more than anybody else because we're, we're, you know, we're naturally, we naturally vibrate on a certain hertz and, you know, the music's on a different hertz 
and you know it's just science it's basically just science and math real science and math not like evolution and all that fake shit like actual um i forget the name of the study but it's something that uh europeans actually put a lot of dollars into to get scientists or smart doctors to study this shit so that they could manipulate us through the uh, music industry and you know all that other shit but what i'm saying is hold on, let me pull up the clip I wanted to believe the official story, family. It's crazy. And you know me. I don't believe that shit. But I don't know. Like, and it's crazy because, like, if you think about it, how could the person that got these videos, the only real videos, have gotten the videos? How did they, like, what kind of person happens to be recording their camera when something happens like that? Nah, man. You cannot tell me that that's just, oh, it just, you know. No, no. No, you should know better, fam. You should know better. You should know better. The fuck? This was planned years before. 1985, fucking Back to the Future. 9-11 was all over that movie. And if you look at it, every point of control that was needed to facilitate 9-11 and cover it up was controlled before 9-11 happened. For what really happened that day. The official story of 9-11 is a monstrosity. It is a insult to the intelligence. Time passed. We buried the events in our collective psyche. Yeah. But has that wound really healed? Should we have believed everything we were told? Hold on, family. Kind of bad. My fucking video's not working now. Fuck is wrong with this nigga? Hold up. Hold up. Ha 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 ha. I don't mean to make a joke out of this. This shit is very serious stuff. The same people who did 9-11 are the same people who run the human trafficking industry. Don't at me. The same people who did 9-11 are the same people who have access to Nikola Tesla's weapons and are making these hurricanes for fun to destroy black people on various islands so they can make way for real estate and do whatever the fuck they want, as they're already doing, but now they want to... You know, they just want to wipe the wipe us the fuck out. They just want to wipe us the fuck out. And they're doing it. So, I'm going to talk about it regardless. I'm going to write a book about it. These sons of bitches. The top floor is collapsed down. Smell jet fuel and burn bodies. Was it Saddam or Osama? Neither. I believed everything I was told. Two airplanes have crashed 
into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. But what really happened that day? I think most people forget George Bush is a fucking actor. He was an actor before he came as president. The story of 9-11 is a monstrosity. It is a insult to the intelligence. Time passed. We buried the events in our collective psyche. But has that wound really healed? Fucking agents, man. Fucking agents. It says there that day. Okay. And then I kind of want to pass everything over and I want to hear what you've been writing about. I know you have been researching this and this has been on your radar for the past 25 years. Yeah, I, I would say first the past started five researching 9-11 on 9-11 virtually because up to that point from 1990, I'd been researching um, how the world's controlled by a few people, the structure through which it's controlled and what makes that possible and what the agenda is and the techniques of manipulation perceptual manipulation of the public that allows the, uh, them to get the public on board with what they what they want to do. Yeah. And when I heard about the attacks on 9-11, I, um, I immediately saw it as an absolute classic example of what I termed over many years, problem, reaction, solution. Mm -hmm. This is a devastating technique of mass manipulation where you create a problem blame someone else for it in this case osama bin laden you tell the public through an unquestioning pathetic media mainstream the version of that problem you want the public to believe and that's another classic that's exactly what's happened over 9 11. Mm -hmm. all this period brian of going around the world of researching 9-11, I have not yet come across one serious mainstream documentary investigating 9-11 and asking questions about the official story. If that is a coincidence and an accident, then I've got some seafront property in the Midwest they like, might like to buy. <laughs> so with problem, reaction, solution, you create the problem, you tell the public the version of the problem that you want them to believe yeah Greta Thunberg and you want their reaction Greta Thunberg my goodness me and understandably so climate change oh my god 9-11 is but you know what the motherfuckers who are running the oil companies I was thinking I was washing my dishes with Don today and I was thinking a drop of Don and it's gone right because that shit was in my head but the um because they use that to clean the ducks and all the animals they fuck up from oil spills. Are you really going to go to Exxon Mobile? Are you really going to go to BP, British motherfucking petroleum, and tell them stop doing their oil business? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're part of the agenda. No, you're not. You're not going to tell them that free energy exists. You're not going to tell them what Tesla was doing. Which doesn't make any sense because if you really wanted climate change, if you really wanted uh, the world to be anything better, you would start with, you know, everybody having equal access to energy. What the fuck is you talking about? Everybody should be able to put a fucking pencil in the ground and get Wi-Fi or like, you know, have a fucking... Everybody should have a stove where they should be able to cook. I, like, you know what I mean? But like, when it comes to the chemtrails, like I said before, when it comes to geoengineering that they admit 
that they were doing in 2017, Justin Trudeau uh, at a geoengineering conference, I think it was in Brazil, I'm not sure where it was, but at a geoengineering conference, 2017, it was June or July, um, sometime in the summer, it was June or July, these people admitted, oh, they're, they didn't yet use the term, um, they didn't yet have the excuse, oh, they're blocking out the sun, so... Um, to protect us, which is what they're saying, or some shit like that. Some sick shit, family. Sick shit. There, we don't need to be protected from blocking out the sun. Neither do plants. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You might you getting skin cancer, and all that shit. Everywhere, the European is not even native to Europe to Europe because he even getting skin cancer over there. There's a European country. I think it was like, I'm not. I think it was like Iceland. Yeah, or yes, Iceland and several other European nations. Europeans have, the, it was the top five, top ten that they were getting skin cancer in the world. They did a study. General said he pulled it up on YouTube. Go check it out. And what he concluded was, these people are just Siberian monkeys. They're just from Siberia, right? Not even from Russia because they even get in skin cancer over there. Right, your natural habitat, their natural habitat was, it wasn't even the Caucasus Mountains. The Caucasus Mountains was the mountains through which they came to then go down south, right? Um, but, um, what was I saying? These motherfuckers, man. Just shaved monkeys. <clears throat> shaved monkeys did 9-11. Yeah, they're Freemasons and all that bullshit, Satanists, but they just shave monkeys, and we're too scared to stand up, stand up to shaved fucking monkeys, cause they have a CIA and all this bullshit. No, nigga. Have you guys ever, never, not seen the motherfucking Haitian Revolution? They defeated the British niggas that had guns with motherfucking swords. We've been swordsmen, family. We've been swordsmen. We we were the first samurais, okay? All the samurais. They were African people. In the um in the armor itself, you can see the sun disc. And if you go back to Egypt, you go back to Sudan, you will see the motherfucking sun disc in the same fucking helmet that the samurai has on. And it was Thousands of years before the samurai existed. Fuck out of here. You can look at that yourself. This is why you can't let people teach you. You're supposed to teach yourself. You actually come here with everything that you need. All you need is a little bit of nurturing so that you can grow up to teach yourself. You don't need... Nobody should be... These public school bitches shouldn't be teaching you. These public school bitches are being paid with Rockefeller money. Tainted money. They're being paid with drug dealer money. All teachers are being paid with drug dealer money. Rockefellers are huge fucking drug dealers. Fuck out of here. Huge drug dealers. They invented the education system. Or that bitch. He invented the modern educational system. The modern public school system. Through which we, most of us, because our parents, (coughs) you know, whether it's you know, mass incarceration or however you redlining, however the government is fucking with us, that's affecting the relationship that our parents have, right? 
not even necessarily the government. It could just be, you know, old slave master programming that, you know, just not compatible with whatever. Um, and boom. And boom, family. Shaved fucking monkeys. Shaved monkeys. Perfect example. You want fear. You want outrage. You look at the recent You monkey. want... <clears throat> Look at the recent Something must be done. This can't go on. What are they going to do? Go on, young Pharaoh's motherfucking page. Look up the problem and blame someone else. Got that reaction? Do something. Then openly offer the solutions to the problems they have themselves created, which are changes in society, which I like advance this guy, though, their agenda. Everything he says when it comes to the elites and who they are, that's why I call it the trigger. The Sabbatean Franken, the satanic cult the that runs the world, of a everything he says about them still is unfolding. factual. Which is and you can even research it, and it'll, it'll back it up. It'll back itself up. In the Middle East. Everything that young Pharaoh says country is similar. Country was picked and off. facts. All pre-9-11 listed by the Opinions way by the people that really facts. did it and has led to a ever gathering destruction of basic civil liberties basic privacy and uh, the justification of surveillance mass surveillance on the public 9-11 changed the world 9-11 changed the world in a way that the people that really did it that we're going to get into wanted the world to change because it was a classic of what i termed all these years problem reaction solution and so having seen that talk about the patriot act immediately Came out right after and especially when they started saying this is what we must do as a result of it i started investigating it seriously all the way through the rest of 2001 all the way through uh, the first half of 2002 and i um, published in september 2002 what from my uh, there may have been others i don't know but from my personal experience, the first major book challenging the official story of 9-11, it was called Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center Disaster. Why the official story of 9-11 is a monumental lie. And funnily enough, I started out with the trigger to do an update on Alice in Wonderland. Um, I thought, all these years on, I'm going to update the book. Two weeks in, blank sheet of paper we're off again we're starting again and um over the last year little more than a year of full-time research and writing when i wasn't doing other things i was writing it partly in hotel rooms uh, or when i was on the road speaking um i put together a book in fact it's two books brian first half of the book demolishes the official story of 9-11 second half of the book tells an amazing story which leads to who actually did it and in many ways how and um i said to you when we chatted a few months ago my next book's going to be the most controversial one i've ever done and you went what <laughs> they More were doing mk ultra in 1993 yeah it is and it's um and it's probably past that because they're still doing it today public who read it and but i mean like studying the effects of it had pre pre pre-publication copies they've gone wow and uh, it's also going to get me demonized by the people that I name. So uh, life's going to be interesting. But then again, that's what life's about. Isn't it? Yeah, and that's what you do. Well, let me talk about that day for me, because I think it'll frame especially the kind of 
problem that it was because there was a lot of terror that day and then i would love to get into the details and to, again we're going to go into everything from tower seven to the four flights to osama bin laden to iraq to all sorts of other players involved that are still involved still in involved the administration and how it's affecting decisions that even happened yesterday right. um so for everybody here just strap in because we're going to cover as much as possible that we as much as book. possible um first of all this is the 18th anniversary of the event and uh i just want to also be respectful to all the people that lost their life that day i think it was i've dedicated the book to them yeah and i appreciate that nearly 3,000 people i knew some people in the top of that tower because i was in the financial industry who were stuck at the very top but it was a company called euro brokers i knew some people up there so um, just want to be respectful of them and I appreciate you, you donating or ex as acknowledging them in the book um, real quickly uh, it was a beautiful crisp sunny day in September and I was living on Houston between Avenue A and Avenue B probably a kilometer away from the site you know I check a map and it's pretty close one or two clicks um, I was flagging a taxi going to work I was working for a uh, kind of a dot-com startup in the commercial real estate business on uh, 8th Avenue and 36th Street I was catching a taxi um, listening to uh, a mp3 player that I think was made by Nike Apple hadn't done one yet uh, completely oblivious to what was about to happen that day got into a taxi we're driving down Houston I look to my left there's a big hole in the Trade Center looked like about four stories tall and the taxi said yeah a plane crashed into the Trade Center and I thought hmm didn't that happen in New York once before? Maybe a plane went into the Empire State Building in the 30s. And I thought, that's bad, but it's a little odd. And we went a little bit further, and then he said, another plane's gone in. And that's when both of us, complete strangers, looked at each other in the taxi and realized our reality has just shifted. Maybe our lifetime reality has just shifted. Something major just happened um i start getting calls from my friends on my mobile start telling me what's happening mobile lines go dead i make my way to my office i get landline calls from all my buddies in banking who have all the access to the information they're like the pentagon's getting hit this is happening and it was a it was a crazy day that unfolded um i was actually in the commercial real estate business one of our editors went all the way down to ground zero to cover it we went to the roof and literally watched the towers fall um, I had to walk home that day and we all walked the streets of New York City in an eerie silence because they shut down public transportation. There were F-16 fighter jets scrambled and going down the coast of Manhattan and everyone walked home almost in silence. It was a really scary day. I remember I had a sprained ankle and I walked 36 blocks and eight avenues home. I remember I got a bottle of vodka and went to the roof deck of my apartment and watched the building burn. And that was 9-11 for me. And it was, uh, it was a, a scary day. And yeah. the days that ensued, it's really hard to describe the terror that was happening. Everyone was scared. There were bomb threats in buildings the next day. The anthrax scare hit New York City seven days later. And no one knew when the next attack was going to happen. And Anthrax. The anthrax scare. The anthrax scare. I just want to expand that on that a little bit. Look up the anthrax scare, 2001. Um, there's an episode in The Simpsons where everybody's around the round table. Every news person, every person that's important enough to make something happen in, in society. And they ask, what's the next crisis? What's the next disease? What's the next thing that we're going to do to control the population? And someone suggests an, a disease. I forget what they call it. Um, so that's what that reminds me of, the anthrax care. That's the elites putting one more move ahead. So 
the uh, 9-11 was a move on a chess piece. Okay, they moved up one. And then they moved another one by the anthrax scare. Look up the anthrax scare, okay? I th it's hard for people to understand how frightened America was and angry America was. Um, we really didn't know what was going to happen next. And we were in this perpetual state of fear, anger, confusion. Um, so that's what I remember. And I remember that's more vibrational, everywhere. just like they want for the their ritual. 16s at the airport. We never saw that before. I remember the smell of what smelled like jet fuel and, and rotting human bodies. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was uh, other chemicals in the buildings. I don't know what it was, but it was it was a horrible aftermath. Um, and that's what I remember, you know. And the, the point is, um, going on from what I said earlier, Brian, is what you've just described is an extreme version of problem, reaction, solution, because in the middle of that, you have to get the public in fear. Um, and 9-11, as you've just described, got the American public in, in, in a level of terror. And I've done an enormous amount of research over the last 30 years into mind control techniques. And one of the, the, the classic um, techniques of mind control is to get the target in states of extreme fear. Yeah, the, that was a part of MK. Children, horrific as it may sound. We're dealing with psychopaths, by the way, the psychopaths behind 9-11. Um, they will get them, um, while in captivity in these mind control projects, to experience their worst nightmare. They'll put him in a pit with spiders. They'll put him in a pit with snakes. They'll make them terrified because it's a well-known trait of mind control that if you get someone in states of fear and terror, they become suggestible. So you've got a traumatized, quite understandably, American population, which then becomes suggestible to what needs to be done about it. And as I show in the book, the suggestions of what should be done were planned long before 9-11 and have played out ever since. Where do we start, David? Well, I think, um, as I've said in the book, I'm not setting out to say what did happen, although there's a phenomenal amount of information that says uh, and leads us to see in so many ways how it was done. But my point was to show that the official story didn't happen. It's what didn't happen that opens up the, the story, the conspiracy. Yeah. And with 9-11, um, it's, it, it, it's some strange thing to say. It's, it, it's basically like a centipede. Centipede with loads and loads of legs, um, aspects, parts of the story. And every single one, as I show in the book, of those legs has an Achilles heel. Something that says, this doesn't make sense, or this can't have happened because of A, B, C, and D. And the biggest Achilles heel of all is Building 7. Most people, whether it's still most people, I don't know, but one heck of a lot of people have no idea that three buildings fell on 9-11. There was the, the two World Trade Center towers. There was Building 7. Building 7 was owned by Larry Silverstein before he bought the lease, weeks before 9-11, and increased dramatically the um, insurance in the case of a terrorist attack 
uh, got the lease on the uh, World Trade Center towers, which we can get into later, because Larry Silverstein absolutely needs to be in public view. He got $14 billion um, payout. So Building 7 was a 47-story steel frame because it was two separate attacks. And it and fell won. at 5.20 in the afternoon they on probably had a fake judge. having not been hit by a plane. And if you look at it, you can go on the internet, put in YouTube Building 7 Collapse. You will see the most obvious controlled demolition you will ever see. The first 2.5 seconds of that building falling were in free fall speed. Because what was below, as the top fell, had already gone. Because it was a controlled demolition. You see... Um, Every now and again, you see on the news, you see stadiums blown up and big towers come down and they fall. They don't fall over where they can hit other buildings. They fall on their own footprint. It's exactly what Building 7 did. What the official story says, he takes a breath because even I can't believe it. Um, and this is the official government explanation of why Building 7 fell was because of office furnishings fires which would never even get close to the heat necessary to destabilize a building and building seven coming down through fire not even from a plane hit but from office furnishings official story um makes it before and since in the whole of architectural engineering history, the first steel frame building to fall and collapse because of fire. Um, and as synchronicity would have it, this very week, the University of Alaska Fairbanks has produced a report after a four year study into asking the question, could Building 7 have fallen because of fire? I cover the interim report in the book. This week, they produced their final report. And they've said these are academics, and engineers, and building people. No way could Building 7 have fallen through uh, fire. So Building 7 is a massive symbol of the lie that is 9-11 because it could not have fallen. And, and I quote in the book so many different building experts, engineers, architects, saying it's a controlled demolition, Building 7. And there's even, uh, of course, people won't realise, most people won't realise, there are groups of experts in their field like architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, pilots for 9-11 Truth, firefighters for 9-11 Truth, a great stream of them that have been created since 9-11 to challenge different aspects of the official story, which makes no sense. And so we have um, a situation where Building 7 was a controlled demolition quite demonstrably. And you know who told us it was? Larry Silverstein, the owner, he made a big mistake. He was caught with his uh, with his pants down here. He was um, interviewed on a PBS public service broadcasting <laughs> documentary about 9-11. Um, 
not long afterwards, or some time afterwards. And he was describing what happened that afternoon in regard to Building 7. He said, what happened, and I quote him word for word in the book, and you can see it on the internet, you see the clip. He said, what happened was, the fire commander came to me he said he had to pull. and said that Building 7 was unstable. And Silverstein, uh, who made a fortune out of the insurance payout, uh, said, well, you know, there's been such a loss of life that let's just pull it. Means control demolition, the building. And he said, and then we sat there later in the afternoon and we watched the building come down. One, that fire commander has never come forward and said, yes, we had that conversation, never happened. Uh, and secondly, there's this little matter. First of all, um, fire officers do not control demolish buildings. Experts do. And secondly, it takes weeks to put the charges in the right places within a building the size of Building 7 for the building to be made to fall on its own footprint in a controlled demolition, which is exactly what Building 7 did. So, first of all, building experts say it's a controlled demolition. And secondly, um, the uh, Silverstein said it is, and describes a story of how it came down, which is absolutely impossible. And I would say this to the mainstream media. Why does it take people like me to ask those questions? Why haven't you asked questions about the blatantly bloody obvious in regard to that alone in the last 18 years? So Building 7 was a lie of massive proportions. Then you look at the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers fell in freeze-fall speed. A mean figure of about 10 seconds. And for some, see, the official story is that the towers fell because the weight of the falling debris above was pancaking and, and, and collapsing the building below. Well, hold on a minute. You know, I, I didn't go to a good school, but I am able to work out that when something pancakes, there's resistance. So how did both towers fall in free fall speed? Because all the resistance below had gone before the... The, the debris above actually um, was able to strike it. And, but that's not a problem. Not a problem. What you do, Brian, is you, uh, you get experts in, building experts. You get them to look through the steel and the, the rubble, and they'll tell you what brought the building down. If there were charges in the building, they will be able to find that. So it's not a problem, except... The man in overall charge of the criminal investigation into 9-11 was a guy called Michael Shertoff, a rabid ultra-Zionist extremist who oversaw the whole criminal investigation. In the um, hierarchy underneath him, um, the decision was made to clear the World Trade Center site as fast as possible of the rubble and the steel in both the Twin Towers and Building 7 and take it to um, two um, scrap 
yards in New Jersey and the New York area. The rubble was taken away by an ultra-Zionist controlled company and they used GPS tracking for the trucks because they said the uh, contents is so sensitive. Sensitive? When they got it to the scrap yards owned by ultra-Zionist companies, they um, cut it up, cut the steel up immediately into short lengths, put them on ships and shipped them out to, to Asia for smelting to become someone's fridge. To China. And um, the uh, New York Times, I quote it in the book, it's when, when you, you mention, Brian, the... Uh, the people who died and, and the people who lost loved ones mm -hmm. left behind, who mm -hmm. I, I dedicate the book to. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell me what this means in terms of contempt for those people. The engineers and people that were seeking to investigate how the towers came down, all three of them, were outraged that the evidence was taken away so fast, as it was, by the way, with the Oklahoma bombing in, um, in, uh, of the Murrah building in uh, uh, 1995. Um, and this New York Times article describes this scene. In one of these scrapyards in New Jersey, where the, the rubble is piled up and the steel is piled up, ready for cutting and sending to Asia, Big grabbers are coming down, picking it up, moving it around. And this New York Times article describes how engineers and people investigating what happened on 9-11 to the buildings were waiting for the diggers to, to pull away and they were running into the rubble and looking to see um, what... Uh, they could find in terms of evidence that would be useful and then they would run back off for another one coming down. If ever I have described total contempt for the victims both living with it and those who died on 9-11, then that scene is it. So why would a government military intelligence network not make 9-11 the most painstaking, thorough investigation into any a terrorist attack in human history, given what you've very brilliantly described in terms of how people were affected by that. Instead, they want to rush away, get the evidence out of the way, so experts can't establish with on without doubt with beyond doubt how those buildings came down it's an extraordinary story and every area of 9-11 um, has this theme of contempt for those who died and loved ones left behind and um, efforts to hide the truth of what happened i mean how about this there's a few firsts in 9-11, a few never-happened-befores, including the suspension of the laws of physics, by the way. Whenever there's an air crash of any kind, suspension. the um, 
investigators established established the nature and proof of the nature and identity of the plane or planes. And they do this very simply with every crash. They take the parts they found and everyone has a serial number. They then check the maintenance logs of the plane, which every time a part is is changed, and there's some called time change parts, which have to be changed in a period, whether they're, they're damaged or not, or worn or not, they have to be changed. And they see that the maintenance log code for that part and the code on the part found at the crash are the same. Every crash does that, because then they know, yes, the, the identity of the plane. On 9-11, to this day, that has never been done. They have never established in the simplest way possible that um, those four planes that left the airports were the ones that hit the building and crashed in Pennsylvania. This is important, family. And I know this for a fact because the FBI had to admit it. There was a Freedom of Information Act request for the documentation showing that that was done to prove that the planes that left the airports were the ones that crashed. And the FBI replied that was never done. And the reason why is the identity of the planes was never in doubt. When you read the book, you'll find that the identity of those planes was absolutely fundamentally in doubt um, in terms of whether they were the same planes. I say they, they weren't. How about this? Every time there is a hijack, the first thing a pilot has to do is punch in a four-digit code immediately. It takes that long. And on the ground, they realize there's a hijack. Happens every time, except on 9-11. Yep. None of those pilots on those four planes, none of them punched in the hijack code that day. Like I, I wonder say, why. There's, it's never happened before. It's all over this story. And in every aspect and every area you look at, the, uh, the house of cards comes falling down. And I just repeat again before I just finish this point. If I can do it, then the mainstream media have been able to do it worldwide for the last 18 years. Why haven't they? Why haven't they? Because they're supported by advertising and the Defense Department, and they don't want to rock the boat. Well, uh, the, the greatest form and the worst and most insidious form of censorship is self-censorship, where you know you mustn't cross that line or there's going to be problems. And, of course, you can have journalists who not many in the mainstream, it seems to me, who, who, who would like to ask questions. But what goes in the newspapers, what goes on the news bulletin is decided by those that run the organisation, not by individual journalists. Mm. Um, and so you have a situation where a house of cards that is so blatantly a pack of lies uh, has gone uninvestigated and unchallenged by the mainstream media for 18 years. And that is another insult to those who died and loved ones left behind. Hmm. 
Let's um, just zoom out a bit because in the first two chapters of the book, you talk about your concept of kind of the spider's web and then you get into what you call the hidden hand, some of the, the people that were involved in this whole process. And then I'd love to get in a little deeper into the flights and, and, and then, sure. of course, go deeper into your problem reaction solution system. But for people that don't know, what do you mean by the spider's web? The question that people ask when people like me talk about a few controlling the world and the direction of the world to us very, very clear and specific end that I very talk clear about at the end of the book. Um, it's, it's an understandable question. How could a few, how could a few control so many people? Yeah, I think about it's it all not the possible, time. but it is. Think about it every fucking you know, day, man. It's crazy. When I used to do jigsaw puzzles, I've done one for a long time, but when I did, I always wanted to get the outside frame first, the straight bits, because then it becomes easier to put the pieces in the middle. So when I started uncovering the fact that, yes, a few people do control the direction of the world, I wanted to know how they could do it. And this is the structure through which they do it. Imagine a spider's web. In the center is the spider. That's deep in the shadows. You don't see that. Um, and that's dictating events. The strands in the web immediately around the spider are the most exclusive secret societies. Many of them don't even have names, which makes them harder to track. Mm -hmm. And as you come out in the web, still in the hidden, you start hitting the secret societies we do know about, but we don't know um, what goes on in them mm -hmm. unless you do serious research. Mm -hmm. These serious are the Freemasons, research. and I'm talking about the inner core of the Freemasons, not Fred and Joe down the lodge, you know. Um, uh, we're talking the Knights Templar, the Knights of Malta, Opus Dei, um, the inner core of the Jesuit order, and, and, and many others. And you come out of the web in, in that, still in the hidden, and then you hit what I call the cusp. These are organizations that are kind of semi-secret. Thanks to, you know, people like me who do what I do, they're, they're less secret than they were. But um, they're semi-secret. These cusp organizations, which are organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations in America, which has driven um, U.S. foreign policy in so many ways um, since it was formed in 1921. The Bilderberg Group, um, created in 1954 at the Bilderberg Hotel in Oosterbeek, Holland. The Trilateral Commission, 1972-73, uh, created by uh, David Rockefeller and Sabigny Brzezinski, uh, Jimmy Carter's national security advisor, who is very much involved in this. He's not with us any longer, neither is David uh, uh, Rockefeller, but they're fundamentally involved in this uh, whole web. See? And um, the Club of Rome. Same person who made your education system. In um, 19, the 1960s. Specifically to exploit the environment as a problem to which a solution could be proposed. And what I said, just a very brief aside, but it's important given current events. What I wrote years ago, decades ago, was that the reason we're having what I call the human caused global warming hoax, people say, well, why would they hoax? Why would they lie to us about that? Because it is a problem, or in this case, a manufactured problem to which they can offer a solution. And I said, what the solution is going to be, this is decades ago, is to say that 
they must have centralization of power over the fine detail of people's lives and lifestyles to save the planet. That's what's coming. And now, of course, it's here. And so you've got these cusp organizations and what their role is, they pull together people in politics and banking and business and intelligence and media, is to take this, the, if you like, the, the spider agenda from the shadows and play it out through into the mainstream arena. And at that point in the web, we're in the world of the scene. We're into governments, government agencies, the so-called deep state, which I've been writing about for 30 years nearly, and now it's common parlance, the deep state. Particularly a book in the Kabbalah called the Zohar. And Zohar means radiance, illuminated, and that's where Illuminati came from. And they then went about from 1776 when it started, infiltrating um, all these different communities and religions, and they took them over. And it was the Rothschild, Sabbatean Frankist cult that created Israel and is behind it indeed is the Saudi royal family today, is the inner circle of so many of these organizations. And I show in the book in a chapter so called... The founders the, of Israel and the Saudi royal family are linked. Absolutely. Which would be shocking to hear for most people. But it wouldn't if you do the research because in the background, the Israeli government and the uh, Saudi royal family have been close. And what's happened since the emergence of this utter psychopath called um, the Crown Prince um, Mohammed bin Salman, who was involved in this horrific murder of Jamal Khashoggi um, in Turkey. Um, they have become even close in the public arena in, in many ways, because they are all basically, if you like, donma in their different forms. And in the book in a chapter called Atlantic Crossing, I show how this Sabbatean Frankist cult moved in on America and took over uh, American politics, not least through phenomenal, staggering levels of funding. Uh, Money's got to come from somewhere. Infiltrated the CIA, infiltrated the National Security Agency, the Pentagon, and from that were able to direct inner networks within these organizations, think compartmentalization, which together were behind 9-11. And what I, um, what I do in the book, and I'm going to be very brief here, all the details in the book, and there's a lot more about what I'm going to say that I'm going to say now. I have three chapters towards the end of the book. They're called Just a Coincidence? Question mark. Just a Coincidence 2? Question mark. Just a Coincidence 3. In which I simply detail the um, the extremists, the ultra-Zionist extremists who were involved before, during and after 9-11. And it is breathtaking. And before I start, let me say this. The Jewish population of the world is 0.2%. 0.2%. And if you take a mean figure, because they, depending on how you define what a Jewish person is, the mean figure, 
There's about 16 million in a world of 7.7 billion. And the people I'm identifying within that community who are not Jewish, they hate Jews, they're Sabbatean Frankists and ultra-Zionists who not all of them will know about the cult, but they've bought the Israel right or wrong belief system. The people I'm naming are a tiny, tiny number within that 0.2% and within that 16 million. Thousands? At, 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 at most, at the core. So let's have a look. I'm going to take you through a sequence. 1979, a guy called Issa Harrell um, was interviewed by an American Christian Zionist journalist. Issa Harrell is, uh, was called the um, father of Israeli intelligence. Mr. Big. He was involved for a massive amount of time. And he said to this journalist in 1979 that he thought there was going to be an attack by Muslim extremists on your biggest building in New York. And that they would do this because in their philosophy, also in the philosophy of um, the Kabbalah, by the way, and that whole area of thought, um, they represent a phallic symbol of America and it would break the spirit of America, basically, that kind of theme. Also in 1979, a man called Benjamin Netanyahu organized a conference in Jerusalem and then organized another one in 84 in America, focusing on Arabic terrorism and the need to have preemptive strikes on countries to stop terrorism. And uh, also he, he wrote a book on the same subject and introduced the concept of a war on terror um, and uh, weapons of mass destruction also came up in the same period. Then in 1996, uh, an American uh, Israeli called Richard Pearl, who was a Pentagon, at, at a major Pentagon post during 9-11, with other ultra-Zionists, um, wrote a document for the then Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, called A Clean Break, in which they called for the removal of Saddam Hussein, basically a war on terror, targeting Iran, targeting Syria and what have you, Iraq with Saddam Hussein. Following year, um, in 1997, in America, an organization was formed called the Project for the New American Century. This was a think tank co-founded by two absolute ultra-Zionist extremists called William Crystal and Robert Kagan. And in the Project for the New American Century in 1997, and leading up to 9-11, uh, uh, um, were Dick Cheney, who would become the de facto president at the time of 9-11 as vice president to the uh, hapless George Bush, Donald Rumsfeld, who would be defense secretary at the time of 9-11, Dov Zakheim, who would be comptroller of the Pentagon, controlling the whole Pentagon 
uh, budget. Richard Pearl, who wrote the Clean Break document, had a Pentagon uh, post. And also in the project The New American Century was a man called John Bolton, who um, has been in the Bush administration until last night as um, a national security advisor. In September 2000, oh, by the way, this group then wrote to the then President Clinton, urging him to basically evade Iraq and remove Saddam Hussein. This was 1998 they did that. In September 2000, one year to the month before 9-11, Project for the New American Century produced a document uh, calling for American uh, troops to, quote, fight and decisively win multiple theater wars to regime change in a list of countries. The, and these are all the people I've just named that put this together. A few months after this document came out, they would be in positions of power in the Bush administration and the Pentagon. And the countries they listed were Iraq, regime change, Libya, Syria, Iran, North Korea, Lebanon, uh, and others, including Sudan. Leading, it said, this document to regime change in China. But this document said in September 2000, this process of transformation, as they called it, in other words, this regime change, would necessarily be a slow one, this is the quote, absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor, that would be a problem that would justify the solution, which was the agenda in this document. These people that wrote that came to power in the Pentagon and the White House in January 2001. And uh, the ultra, ultra Zionist Michael Chertoff was appointed head of the criminal division of the Justice Department, who would then, by that role, oversee the um, criminal investigation into 9-11, non-investigation, actually. And in September... 2001, America had what Bush called at the time our Pearl Harbor, the Pearl Harbor of the 21st century. As a result of that, this list of countries started being ticked off. And I quote a New York Times report um, just after 9-11 revealing that on September the 19th and 20th, a group called the Defense Policy Board, including all these characters, including Richard Pearl, had met to plot the overthrow of Saddam Hussein. This is days after 9-11. This was planned from the start. Then, um, in 2007, it's a little bit out of sequence, but it's important to say this. A man called um, General um, Clark um, was interviewed on um, a internet show called um, Democracy Now! 2007. And he told an amazing story. He said that, um, and, and, and this guy was Supreme Allied Commander 
of uh, forces, NATO forces at one point, was involved in the, the war against um, Serbia, etc. He said he went to the Pentagon days after 9-11 and he met Rumsfeld, he met Wolfowitz, the Deputy Defence Secretary, who was also from the Project for the New American Century, ultra-ultra Zionist. And he went downstairs and he met a general, friend of his, and the general said to him, um, we're going to invade Iraq. This is days after 9-11. He said, we're going to invade Iraq. He said, are they involved in 9-11? He said, not that we know, no. Why are we going to invade Iraq? Well, no. Anyway, he said, I went away. I came back a few weeks later, by which time America are, are in Afghanistan. An invasion that had to be, from pure logistics, um, organized long before 9-11, by the way. And he said, I met the same general. And he said, I said to him, why haven't we invaded Iraq? I thought we were going to invade Iraq. And he said, the general said to me, uh, it's worse than that, sir. He said, well, I've just had this from upstairs, Rumsfeld office. We are going to invade seven countries in five years. What? And he named them. We're going to invade Iraq, uh, regime change Iraq, we're going to regime change Libya, Syria, Iran, so on, North Korea. And um, so what happened after 9-11 that was in that document in September 2000 was all planned, but it couldn't have happened. They admitted it in the document without 9/11. To continue watching the rest of the episode for free, visit These our website. Motherfuckers. These motherfuckers be blowing up motherfucking buildings, killing up a whole bunch of thousands of motherfuckers, and then pushing policies exactly according to the agenda of what they wanted in the first place. But the policies are so insane, so fucked up, people could only make, uh, agree to these kinds of fucked up shit under duress, under, uh, extreme fear, under, you know, thinking that Ebola in your neighborhood, you know, or not Ebola, but the swine flu, because we had the swine flu over here. Ebola was more like, you know, what they were doing in Africa. And I don't know, that, that's a, that's a whole different, that's a whole different um, scenario, but it's the same when you talk about problem, reaction, solution, okay, problem, reaction, solution, okay, problem, Ebola, it's in certain areas, okay, but notice how also Ebola comes in places where either people fight back and resist oppression or Ebola happens by diamond mines, so Ebola if you look up the geographical locations of where they drop their bullshit, it always has to do with... It's, it's along diamond mines. It's along natural resource wells. It's along um, shit like that. It's along super valuable things that can basically make or break us, our economy, or our uh, country, right? Whether it's, you know, Equatorial, uh, Guinea, or like, you know... Uh, Ghana, anywhere, right? I think it was like uh, Sierra Leone and 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 those areas, like shortly where uh, close around it, that was Ebola affected. But um, their solution was oh, vaccinate everybody. But when they vaccinate everybody, is when they make people you know not able to have babies. They make you retarded. They make you like you know you get like. All types of shit. Like, I, I, I saw uh, a man 
his his baby went blind after getting a vaccine. I was like, what the fuck? And he was sad and deaf, blind and deaf. Holy shit. Yeah, because I remember him, Um, he was like showing you. He was, you know, waving his hand in front of his baby's face. He was like talking to him at first, you know what I mean? And then like showing you uh, in the video. And, and he was talking about his experience and what happened. I was like, God damn, man. Uh, that's just absolutely... That's absolute t- tyranny. Like, people wouldn't agree to that shit unless they were, like, you know, being told something really, really fucked. But it's like, nah, why the, why the fuck are you so suggestible? Man, people are not going to stop drinking tap water. It, it, it really is just going to come down to a bunch of motherfuckers who, don't, who want better for themselves that are just going to have to branch off and start a new society. A new... Um, yeah, what the fuck? Like, that's literally what we're gonna have to... There's enough room on the earth to do it, family. I am down. There's enough room on earth to do it. I'll pitch. Um, I'll throw everything I... Private islands start at 100 plus thousand. Um, depending on the size. Um, so, you know, we can shop for private lands and start our own, you know, constitution and shit like that. We can start our own fucking society. Like, I don't know why people think that they need the government. Like, you need to be told what to do. You need police officers. I remember when I was young, I thought, oh, I need police officers? What if there was no, um, what if there was no police? What would happen? And the, what, what adults would always tell me is people would run wild, rampant, and s- start killing people. I'm like, really? When you really think about it, people kill people with police what are you talking about like what police kill people the police killed 719 people this year and the year is not over i just saw that today uh i think it was fbi crime statistic or some shit like that some type of valuable or not valuable um what do you call it uh jesus christ what's the word uh viable viable uh study done on the amount of people that police have killed right um like so you need these people like what you you need people that you pay to so-called protect you that kill you i don't need to pay anybody to protect me because if i need to pay someone to protect me they should be here 24 7 right beside me i don't need that kind of protection all i need is you know knowledge of ancient martial arts and a couple weapons. That's it. That's it. That's really. It. That's all. That's all everybody really needs. Unless you're, you know, uh, mentally ill to the point where you know you're harming animals and or shit like that. Then obviously these kinds of people should not have any types of weapons. I agree with that. But like, there's no type of background check. There's no type of accountability for the loophole that allows these people to even get their guns. So. You know, we're just going to keep having mass shootings and they're just going to keep, you know, problem reaction solution. And yeah, people are just going to keep fucking falling for it. The same shit that happens on the earth right now today is just going to keep happening over and over and over and over again. It's never going to stop. Like there was a Martin Luther King in ancient fucking Egypt that most people don't know about. Right. Why is that important? Because when you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. What happened? 
there was a pharaoh, okay, who, uh, what's it called? He integrated, he wanted to integrate, like, allow white people into society, basically. Because uh, they were kept in the, in the lower half, in, like, the bottom half of Egypt. Um, and when that mass migration happened, a whole, like, Egypt fell. Like, the rest of Egypt fell. The rest of Egypt fell. You can look up the history. Look, look it up, man. The rest of Egypt fell after that, okay? And what, what's happening today? We integrated, and now it's chaotic because we integrated with somebody who never, ever wanted to integrate with us, who doesn't even fucking like us, who absolutely has a hate for us, which is why they set up all these institutions and all these things to redlining and, you know, destroying, bombing up our cities to keep us back. There was a bomb in 1965 or 75 uh, in West Philly. They bombed a black community, the government. Uh, that was recent. Like, you know, you think, oh, you know, Black Wall Street was only 100 years ago. Uh, you know, one grandma ago. You might think that it's long, but like 1965, my guy. You know, MKUltra only started like eight years before that or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's recent, bro. That's recent. JFK is, is recent. You know, when the, the when, when JFK died, the person who killed him took his job. And the person who took his job also didn't like him. Like, you, when you read about, when you read and research and investigate uh, the people that could be involved, you find the people that are involved. And, uh, yeah. So, why is all this important? Because, again, this has to do with MK... I, I don't know when. I don't know when. The, when the government is planning to... um, What's it called? You know, unveil their next step. Because I, I've been thinking... I was thinking yesterday. There hasn't been a disease for a while. A, you know, a while, you know, I know they have them like every five years now, but, you know, I think we're due for a disease, right? I think we're due for some type of terroristic act in 2020. I don't know what 2020 holds, but I know for a fact that since 2020 means perfect vision and it has to do with, you know, in, uh, uh, what's it called? Symbolism and things like that, like occult sciences and occult shit, occult studies, that it's you know that's an important year for them to do certain shit to advance their agenda in certain certain ways because agenda 2025 is close right the what's it called the uh, the weather weather control you know weather manipulation by 2025 that document that was written in 1996 or 19 yeah 1996 that you know that's soon so and they already have absolute total control over over um, the weather, so, but it's like, what, what's next, what's next, right, there's 7 billion people, and they want to cut us down to 500 million, according to them, what is next, what's next, what's next, family, what's next for these cycles, Lord, Mother fucking God. These people are sick.
the same people, same people who did 9-11, invented the public school system. And nobody's going to protest that. What the fuck? That's something to protest if you're going to protest. The nigga that made the school curriculum? Not, not even made the curriculum. The nigga that invented the whole thing, the system itself is a terrorist and nobody's protesting that like what just cause he has a lot of money and political influence doesn't mean he's any less of a terrorist like what we're used to thinking that terrorists are like I don't know like regular broke poor run down and shit like that but no, the terrorists are on your TV. When you when you turn on the TV and you see those politicians in their outfits, they're all terrorists. They're all terrorists. They cause terror in society and they allow terror in society to get you to agree to doing what they want out of fear. That comes directly out of MKUltra. Directly out of MKUltra. That's how the fuck it's related. Because when you reconnect this, when you when you go back and look at the spider's web of all these things that MK Ultra spawned in today's society, and you know just how they're controlling what they're controlling, MK as a m- many people might not mention it, but goddamn, I will, MK, MK. Religion was the first MK Ultra strike, major global MK Ultra strike. Got us to hate ourselves, got us to give up our land, got us to divide, got us to separate. All these things are necessary for them to conquer us and their 1%. And their 1%. And they are 1%. Do you get that? Do you get that, family? Like, yeah, there's CERN in Switzerland. They're talking to demons and getting advice from them, you know. Yeah, they the government has a pact with uh, uh, aliens to fucking sell children that they human traffic to. Yeah, you know, Area 51 is filled with literally a small alien society that, you know, the government, you know, lets them live here because they're helping them in a part of this deal. Yeah, you know, the public school system is meant to get you to not question anything. When you spend 18 years not questioning anything, you begin to spend the next 18... Chances are you'll spend the next 18 years not questioning shit. So when you see someone like, Someone new that just pops out of nowhere. Like, Meg didn't pop out of nowhere because I've been knowing her before she signed onto the, like, before she became big, big. But, like, anybody that signs with Jay-Z, I'm sorry to tell you. Anybody that signs with Jay-Z is not... Like, if you sign with a Satanist and you're not a Satanist, you're now a Satanist. What are you talking about? If I go... Hi, completely hypothetical. If I go and join a terrorist organization, according to anybody that with a brain, I'm a terrorist. 
automatically. They're going to flag me as a terrorist. The government is going to flag me as a terrorist. You are going to flag me as a terrorist. Your neighbor is going to flag me as a terrorist. Your mom is going to flag me as a terrorist. Okay? Same with same thing with pedophiles. If I I'm not a pedophile, but if I was um, you know, chilling with this type of crew, the crew that was running the world and we know they love children in super fucking creepy ways. Uh, you would call me a pedophile because that's who I'm chilling with. We're only as good as the company we keep. We're only as good as the company at, uh, that we keep. Okay? So, it's obvious when you join someone who supports Aleister Crowley, who literally, like, go look up Aleister. The man drank blood out of baby skulls. Like, everything else he was doing... Well, not everything is public, but we know that. We know he made a book on how to sacrifice children to demons. On page 96 of one of his books. Page 96, I remember. I don't remember what the name of the book was called. I think it was Book of Thelma. Yeah, Book of Thelma. Book of Thelma. Yeah! There's a Book of Thelma that tells you, not 90 pages 96, and uh, how to fucking sacrifice children to demons like Baal, etc. I don't, know, I don't remember the rest of the demons, but Baal is definitely going to be one of them. Look that bitch up. It's on Amazon right now. You can buy this book. You can buy this book. You can you can buy this book. It's on Amazon right now today. Live. Okay? So when you support somebody like that, when you sign a a record deal, a deal that involves your a lifetime commitment, because that's what it is. All record deals are lifetime commitments. Don't be fooled just because you're, you know, you used to be stupid. It doesn't mean you st- you can stop being stupid. You don't have to always be stupid because you once was stupid. Okay? Everybody can always choose better. I'm trying to choose better. I will choose better. Be better. But my point is, you now, like, first of all, every time somebody signs a record deal, somebody close to them dies. So, the like, baby, the baby, he lost his dad. She... She lost her mom. Uh, and you can look up all the rest of the celebrities. There will be someone near them, a friend, somebody close to them that they sacrificed. It's clear that these are sacrifices. I, I don't give a fuck that you don't want me to call them out just because they're black. I'm going to call out the, all the coonery in my community because I want people who are not coons to say, to realize the coonery. And, you know, obviously they're going to want to separate from that. And when enough people want to separate from the coonery, we'll have a, 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 a society where, you know, there's just far less coons. Or we'll at least have separated ourselves from these bitches so they can be over there while we over here type shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. What's it called? You know, the sky is a project, like, it, it, it's basically just like, you know, where they project the image. Just like when you go to the movies and the, the projector projects the image onto the screen that you look at. That's what 9-11 was. There was probably one plane. I'm pretty sure uh, in, 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 in the report that I watched, they, they, they did find that there was one plane. At least one plane. So there was one plane that hit the building. All the other three were made the fuck up because... Well, all of them were bombed, but it's just that 
I guess they made the hologram. Well, first of all, these holograms can be real. So it doesn't mean that it was an actual plane. And the reason why, as David said, the reason why they haven't ever investigated if the same plane that left the airport is the same plane that hit the building is because no plane hit the building. The hologram hologram plane hit the building. And obviously the hologram plane can do real damage because, you know, holograms are real and can do real damage. Um, if these people who have definitely have the tech to do it, do it. You got to remember, they have Nikola Tesla's tech. They have reverse engineered it. If they have reverse engineered alien aircraft, they've reverse engineered Tesla's tech by now. Right? They've weaponized that and combined it with, you know, all the other military intelligence that they've gathered about, you know, holograms and projecting fucking images and blue beam, blue beam, you know, blue beam. That's what they call it. Um, man, this shit is crazy, family. It's like people don't see this. Like people, you know, you'll see, like I don't know, like, so yeah, some people care, but it's like maybe one one percent. But all the people who do care, you know, they might not. They might not like have resources to to access other people who also care. So they're stuck around assholes who don't give a fuck type shit and then they become one of those assholes subsequently or some shit like that you know what I mean it's crazy but yeah family this has been another episode I'm finna do I'm finna start doing episodes every Monday or Tuesday um so that it's regular at least one episode. Sometimes two, but at least one. Because sometimes, either I just be researching and I, I don't want to, like... I don't want to go in yet because, you know, I haven't verified all that I need to verify that the person that I'm about to show you is, like, you know, legit or whatever, whatever. Like, whenever I show, like, Young Furrow General said, obviously, everything they say is factual. You, you, you can't You can't deny it because you can look it up. You can use common sense if you have it. You can ask your government sometimes the government has already confirmed it themselves um that what the fuck they're saying is true right um yeah so fuck with me family um you can follow my ig at general hotel that's general hotel after the great i'm hotel the third he was um i i believe it was he didn't start freemasonry but he was you know one of the most renowned right he was a doctor but he was also a freemason he was like one of the best surgeons in the ancient world but he was also a freemason and i'm not saying like a satanists freemasons today are satanic they're satanists right um uh, our shit pardon me sorry i got um indigestion a little bit so my my stomach is like you know making me pause um our shit was nothing like that absolutely nothing like that evil shit that you the evil shit that you see today hell bent on world domination and all other type of satanic fuckery bill gates saying that you know if they do a good job in vaccines and healthcare, they can cut the african population by 10 15 percent that's like hundreds of millions of deaths 
and you're going to vaccine your kid? What? Like, the richest, one of the richest people in the world said, and you can look it up, like, right now. Like, what? Like, some shit is just so in your face. You don't want to believe it. You know, you want to be ignorant and continue living your life of ignorance. Right? Most people do, at least. Most motherfuckers. And this is a fact. This is a fact, right? Tomorrow, it, it's Saturday today where I live. It's Saturday today. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, you will, uh, what's it called? You'll still see people go to church. Because that's MK Ultra, And the reason why you, I, the, the only, like, certain types of MK Ultra, the religious form of MK Ultra, not everybody is, uh, you can bring them back from it. So the mind control is so deep, you can't psychologically bring them back from what they're going through. They're going to be like, Allah this, Jesus this, you know, Shiva this, Brahma this, bullshit this. But all that is just stolen, stolen fucking legacy that came out of Africa. Stolen legacy. Read the book Stolen Legacy by George M. James. Again, read the book. I highly, highly recommend this book. George, I'm, I'm reading it for my second time right now. Uh, Stolen Legacy by George M. James. Um, it de- it shows you where all religion comes from. It show you shows you. It just just read the book. I'm, I don't want to spoil any any anything. Um, read the book. Read the book. Read the book. It just so many gems. So much truth and hidden information, occult information that we're never going to be taught. Uh, unless we seek this knowledge for ourselves. But I'm here to encourage you, give you the right push. Um, because, yeah, I'm what's best for you. I'm what's best for my community at this point in time. Well, anybody with their head on their shoulders is what's best for their, you know, black community. And unfortunately, we, we don't have any more of those anymore. We, you know, yeah, we got a couple. I know, I know. But they're so scarce man they're so scarce i live in a community right now there isn't one i'm the only one like yeah i could say you know pharaoh and you know people i look up to but some are dead and some of them they're far away they're doing shit in their own community you know what i mean there should be more of us there should be more of us that give a fuck about us (sighs) yeah read the book it's amazing i fucking love that book man um, but yeah, it's important. Also, study the migration. When you when you look up Dr. Amos Wilson, study the migration of the African people. Um, study the migrations of the African people. Study the migrations of the African people. Um, I forget my other thought, but I really want to home at least on that. Study the, the migrations of the African people. Um, because, you know, whoever would be Pharaoh today, those are people that are being oppressed in the sub-Saharan Africa, right? Because Arabs and Asians and Caucasoids, all Caucasoids, but Caucasoids, period, different different groups of Caucasoids are in control of Northern Africa, all of Northern Africa now. They were in the South, and now they're in the North. We're in the South, okay? They were in the South. Martin Luther King happened. The ancient Martin Luther King he was probably a mixed bitch, mixed breed bitch, 
Okay, mixed breed Obama. White mom. Okay. Um, Because, you know, yeah, I'm definitely betting that it's a white mom. Because if you had a black mom, you wouldn't be against black people like that. Unless it's just super self-hatred. But at the time, the religion wasn't widespread to conquer us. So we still had our own spiritual belief system. We still knew the real names of Isis, Osiris, and Horus. We knew the real names, not the Greek names. Those are fucking Greek and Greco fucking bitch-ass Roman names. Can't stand these pussy-ass bitches. Don't like the language that I speak. Um, so the Martin Luther King happened. The ancient Martin Luther King happened. And then when they, 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 they started killing us, they started murdering us, and then they took over the North, and they pushed us back to the South. And now we're in the South. Okay? And now there's also desert because, you know, over that time, the desert was forming. The, the Saharan desert was forming or whatever. And, yeah, now there's desert. You know, you just look, study it up, family. Study up the, you know, the geographical effects of what happened. Um, yeah, Mother Nature also played a joke on us because of, you know, our loss of land, our loss of viable land to sustain us. That played a part in us losing the war. But we never stopped fighting. Even when we we lost the war and we're losing the war, we never stopped fighting. You can see in the 1800s in that there was fucking, you know, the Haitian Revolution, Jamaican Revolution, and things like that. We never, ever stopped fighting, family. We have never, ever. And then you can see in the 1900s, in the 1950s, 60s, in the, in the 50s to the 60s, you can see the Black Panther Party that was 10,000 strong plus. You can see Malcolm X that was connecting with the emperor of Ethiopia, right? In order to bring back a pan-Africanist movement, right? To connect black people to who they are and their culture. Uh, obviously, that's not something the government wants for anybody. So that's why they, one of the reasons why they had Malcolm killed, okay? Or at least he was put on the murder radar, okay? Um... We never stopped fighting. We never st- We Yeah, we haven't had a revolutionary since Ma- Malcolm, but I'm saying we never stopped fighting, right? We got a couple today. We got me. We got Farrah. We got Seti. We got... I don't know. I can't remember everybody's names, to be honest. They're in my, they're in my phone on my list somewhere. And my long-term memory isn't doing its best right now. But that's okay, because you get... You understand what, you understand what, I'm, you understand what I'm going with this. So, oh, also, I want to share with you one last thing before I go. I want to wind it down. I want to show you one last thing. One, you know, some words of encouragement, family. Words of encouragement. What up, fam? So it's God. Yo, family, check it out. Um, I want you to know that you just being alive is changing the world, okay? You're changing, would you be quiet? You're changing the matrix, right? You're changing the whole design of the matrix, the whole makeup, the whole base program of the matrix by you being alive. You are a source code, okay? You're a light code. See, in your aura, everything that you project, your energy field, your magnetic field, it is a code. And everywhere you go, you're inserting your code into the data stream of the matrix and you're changing the algorithm, okay? You're, you're the reset. 
okay? You're the one who's going to return the matrix to its original programming and its original setting, meaning our heaven on earth, our little training ground, okay? The good times are coming, and it's because of you. Stay up. Bang, bang. Love you, family. Peace, love, and black power. Love you.